Welcome back to episode 91 of Overburden No More. I'm attempting to video and put it up on YouTube again during this episode. So just going to keep trying it and decide if it's something I want to keep up with. So if you want to go and watch the this podcast, you can go do that at my Hunky Dory channel on YouTube. All right. Well, today we're going to be talking about our first quarter book club book. Today's the day to review it. It's Tranquility by Tuesday by Laura Vanderkamp. Now, I'm a big fan and I'm hoping that you're becoming a big fan too. So many great rules to try that are meant to help us to make time for the things that are most important to each one of us individually. And you all know I'm a huge fan of that. It's part of one of the three systems, Connect to Your Life, that I teach in the Unique Connection Method. If you haven't taken Unique Connection yet, I highly recommend it. You can register at hunkydory.com forward slash courses, and I'll leave the link in the show notes too, so you can join us. I believe we're unique for a reason. When we use our gifts, we all benefit. When we compare ourselves with others, we feel overburdened. That's why I created this podcast, a weekly show about connecting to your time, your life, and yourself. My hope is that you'll leave not only believing in the dreams you feel pulled towards, but knowing you've had the ability within you to do them all along. Let's connect to our uniqueness and become overburdened no more. All right, let's start from where I left off in episode 84, where I reviewed rules one through four. Go back and listen to that episode after this one if you missed it. Now, rule number five is to con- to create a backup slot. Now, this is a method I've been teaching for quite a few years in the Unique Connection class. So reading it in this book by an author that I really like made me feel pretty good that maybe what I'm teaching actually is backed up by science. She's done lots of research on this. Things rarely go according to plan, but it doesn't feel as stressful when you've already worked it into your plan. Because I'm a planner and the people close to me know that I'm a planner, sometimes they tell me that I need to be more flexible. Now, but because my planning is done with this flexibility in mind by leaving a backup slot, I just smile to myself because they don't even know that what I've been doing is flexible all along. Creating a backup slot for the things that matter most, start with figuring out what matters. This is where planning becomes more important than putting a to-do list into your schedule. When you define your priorities first, it makes it easier to know what can go on your schedule. The very first free offer I ever made was all about this. When I was coming out of my depression fog, as I've come to call it, I realized that my life was all about organizing everyone else's to-dos onto my schedule. So I decided that I would first decide what was most important to me and then say goodbye to everything else. Now, this isn't as brutal and selfish as it might sound. It turns out a lot of the things that I was doing, they were my priorities. I was just looking at them as doing what everybody else was asking me to do. And I'd love to share that worksheet with you. It's called Connect to Your Time. You can grab it by going to hunkydory.com forward slash time. It's a little workbook and 
you can go through that. But if you'd like to go through it with me, I also have created a little mini workshop about this too. That's at hunkydory.com forward slash connect time. That's the workshop where I will walk you through step-by-step how to define your top priorities. I'll put that link in the show notes too. Now, I was excited to see that she took on this same concept too, that she works the priorities into her creating a backup slot and all of that. And it made me really excited that I was doing some of the things that she was doing. So that was rule number five. Rule number six is one big adventure, one little adventure. Her quote on the top of this chapter was, we don't ask where did the time go when we remember where the time went. This again was totally up my alley. Like I loved reading this book. I'm all in when it comes to being more intentional about the way I spend my time. I feel like it's finally my time in life to be able to have a little bit more say on when I do what I do and have more choices on the things that I do. Now, that being said, I realize it's not as easy to do as it is for me right now. I do like this rule because it puts more emphasis on what I get to choose to do, no matter what stage of life we're in. Now, she teaches in this rule that when we feel more intensity in passing moments, we're more likely to remember them. And we hold on to memories more when they nudge us from what is a normal everyday type of activities into more intense or more uh, purpose-driven activities. So when the pace of our day gets faster and we have more memories during a certain period of time, then that's what makes time feel longer instead of short, like it's just whizzing by and we don't know what we did with that time. That's what slows the progression of time. I know it sounds kind of one of those things that are too deep, but When you think about it more, it really is true. When you fill your time with more memorable moments, it makes that time feel bigger. Try it. Here's an example. When you sit and watch TV, what memory is your brain going to hold on to? Compare that and going out and watching a sunset or using your evening to go to an art show or a time during your day to go on a hike that you haven't done before. Which of those memories is your brain going to hold on to? Those catchable moments have more traction to hold on to. And the ones that are different than the others, that helps it to seem more sticky. I hope that helps a little bit. So she introduces the rule of creating novel experiences every week so you can expand time. She doesn't say they have to be exotic vacations for this to work. She defines a big adventure to be something that takes a few hours and a little adventure would take an hour or so, just as long as it's something that you don't normally do. Now, I've decided that I'm going to keep a running list of ideas of big and little adventures on my phone. So I started a new note and I add these into some of the blank spaces in my schedule every Friday afternoon when I do my weekly planning session. Now, you can argue you don't have the time. But what are you arguing for? So you'll have more time to waste. But I'd like you to consider, as I did, what do you want to feel every week? More adventures or more wasting of time that just vanishes into nothingness? 
Maybe I'll choose adventures more often when I at least try to plan them in. I'm going to shoot for 80% of the weeks. Anything close to that, I'm going to consider it a win. All right, rule number seven is to take one night for you. Committing to fun means the fun happens. Committing to one hour outside of the house that involves other people is the definition of this rule. And I was happy to hear it doesn't have to be at night. Just something once a week is something that I'm going to do that's just for me. Now, dreaming about how to make this happen was something I used to do when I had a house full of little kids. Maybe you're still in that position and you'll have to work with your spouse or a good friend to take turns so you can do this. Maybe you can actually pay for a babysitter to make this happen. For me, I have chosen to do something active during my one hour. A friend and I were playing pickleball every week, and that was my one adventure a week. But this isn't happening every week anymore, so I'm having to reevaluate what I'm going to do. I've got some ideas going, but I haven't set anything in stone yet. I know how good I feel when I make this a priority, so I am going to make it happen. I would love to hear some of your ideas on what your big adventure and what your little adventure is going to be every week. All right, rule number eight batch the little things. Tasks expand to fill the available space. When we give them less time, they take less time. Now, I didn't believe this at first, but when I started watching for it, I found it to be true. I can actually push myself a bit more to make things happen when I decided ahead of time how much time I would give to any specific task. Take this podcast, for example. I do four episodes at a time in what I call a batch. I do the writing of the four episodes in a certain block of time. Then I do the editing in another block of time. It really has stretched me to get more done in less time. This book pointed out to me that sometimes we think we are more productive when we are crossing lots of little things off a list. When spending lots of time on big things, feels less productive because you're getting less done, it feels like. And I've caught myself thinking that too. And sometimes it's true when you have lots of little things to do, but I can batch little things into a smaller block of time and save bigger blocks of time for the things that take longer. Instead of using the big blocks of time and I fill it with lots of, with little things, they expand to take up that whole big block of time. What's helped me the most with trying out this rule is paying attention more to where I let my attention go. Then I can plan for all the things that need to get done, assign them a time where I do similar things together, and then I spend less time jumping from one task to another, like laundry. I have one day when I do laundry instead of spreading it out over a whole week. Then I fold all the laundry at once. I don't have a laundry time again until the next week. Same with my ironing. One block of time instead of every time I need a shirt. More focused blocks of time is actually more productive than little spurts here and there. Try this one. Get back to me on what you think. Read this book, even if it's only for this tip alone. She really does present it well. All right, rule number nine is effortful before effortless. 
This was the last rule, and it made me think quite a bit. Her beginning quote on this chapter was, Leisure time is too precious to be totally leisurely about leisure. Say what? What does that even mean? I have to plan out my leisure too? Okay, so I actually do do that too. I'm a crazy planner and I'm not afraid to admit it. And this can drive non-planner folks crazy. But planner people, you get me. Think of the difference between the two as the difference between reading a book versus scrolling on social media and reading the captions. Filling the small moments of time when you get to rest with reading a book you have chosen that seems interesting to you, that equals effortful. It's a leisurely activity. When you scroll social media, it is leisure, but it requires no effort, which feels more emotionally and intellectually satisfying. Be honest. So carry a book with you. If that's your chosen way to fill your leisure time, those small chunks of time can really add up. Then when you've read what you want to in a day, scroll away. I think my favorite thing she said about this rule is that when you do effortful fun before effortless fun, you get to do both. But if you choose to scroll first, you get sucked in and somehow the time is gone. The truth hurts sometimes, doesn't it? Maybe your fun leisure time activity is Legos or perhaps a puzzle. A little harder to carry with you on those small moments of time, but it still works. You can do those first before the scroll sucks you in, but you can do both when you make a choice of how you really want to spend your leisure time. I highly recommend this book. It really got me thinking about what makes me feel better about how I use my time. If you missed my review of the first half of this book, I went over rules one through four. Go back and listen to episode 84. Some of my listeners told me they enjoyed listening to the rules, even if they didn't read the book or had no desire to read the book. And I think that's okay too. I am so thankful that you decided to listen to this episode today. I really do believe in paying closer attention to how we spend our time. It's a big part of how I have let go of things that add to my burden. Make sure to share this episode with a friend if you find that's helped you so you can help them too. I'd also like to invite you to take me up on that free workbook on connecting to your time. Remember, you can get that at hunkydory.com forward slash time. If you'd like to take a really great class on how to dive in even deeper, go register for Connect to Your Time at hunkydory.com forward slash connect time. I'll put both links in the show notes too. Thanks for joining me here today. I see you. I understand how hard you're trying and I'd like to help however I can. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you back here again next week. I'm so glad you showed up for you today. Remember, the connections you make with yourself are powerful, and that will spread to the people you love the most. Sending lots of love to you as always. Make it a great day, and I'll talk with you again next week.